If you love talking about cats, but your friends and family are kind of over it, this is the podcast for you. Join your hosts, Danielle Stray-Woolley and Elizabeth calico Gearhart on the Jersey Podcasts, where everyday cat lovers share funny stories, challenging situations, and ask their questions about cats. All right, let's get right into this episode. Hi, everybody. I'm Stray, otherwise known as Danielle Woolley. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, otherwise known as Calico. <laughs> and we're the Jersey Podcast. Yes, we're the Jersey um, Podcast. We are on episode two of our podcast. It's been a fun adventure. Uh, thank you for still being here with us. We have a lot of special guests lined up but for the beginning of, of, of this fun time together. We're going to focus on more about Elizabeth and myself, just so you can understand our background and the, the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast and really then turn it around to have it go back to you guys, everyday cat lovers who want to share stories, get tips, share tips, or just, you know, connect and create community around cats. Exactly. So last episode, I talked about what drove us to do this, my cat, Max, a rescue kitten. But this episode, we want to talk about how Danielle got interested in this, how her background led her to do this. So as you know, I have a radio show with my husband that's nationally syndicated. It started on iHeart. It's for entrepreneurs. So that was kind of what drove me to it, plus Max's problems. But Danielle has a whole nother backstory that we want to explore today. Sure. Uh, so as far as why I'm involved in this, this podcast is because I was looking for more ways to connect around cats and also to share experiences and knowledge around it, not just of my own, but of all the amazing people I've met through my journey over the last few years of being involved in cat rescue. And it starts even further back than that with cats kind of just kind of popping up into my life and following me around and um, some really cool stories of cats that I found and how they got reunited with their family at the time seemed like a complete coincidence, but now that they've, you know, there's been so many, I really feel like I'm meant to be helping cats in some impact. And I started writing a book and then I decided, you know what? I love writing. It's just very time consuming. I love talking in case you didn't pick up on that yet. And, um, you know, I've been asked to speak for a couple of groups. I've spoken on online. Um, I volunteer my time where I can for a couple of local animal organizations, as well as help run a local cat rescue rate out of, um, you know, my local town area. And wanting a way to connect all those people, um, everybody's trying so hard to, you know, learn cat stuff and those who aren't maybe are just miseducated about it. I don't claim to be an expert. I know he keeps saying that and I'm going to stop saying it after episode two. Every time I do, you slap me. <laughs> I, I do. I know a lot, um, but it's not about that. It's about the people that I know and the cats right. that I've experienced and the rescues that I've been a part of. And even if I wasn't directly the one who went outside and trapped the cat to rescue it, I've helped connect it to the people that can help save it. And just when you have a passion behind something and you know, people who also have a passion, when you guys come together, we can you know do much more together. And um, I don't know about you, but if I can just talk about cats all day, that would be a good day for me. <laughs> that is a good day. There is one more reason that we started this. 10% of everything we eventually hope to make, uh, we do have a donate button. I don't want to be like, you know, NPR or whatever, show. beg yeah. for money, but, but we do plan to ask people to donate and, and to join our group and eventually maybe pay for the subscription for an insider look at things or something. But off the top, 10% of that is going to cat rescue groups, 
maybe the ASPCA. We 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 just know we want to give 10% to charities that work with cats. 100%. And we want to support um, those that, that want to be part of the community too. So if you recommend a local charity, or it doesn't really have to be local because we're going to be everywhere. We're not just in Jersey. But if you recommend a charity and you know we'll take that into consideration, each month we'll p- pick a different charity that that 10% will go to. Thank you for saying that. We probably should have said that at the very beginning, huh? We probably should. <laughs> it's just have, part but... of something I always do anyway. Even when I was doing my consulting for a while, everything I did it was all percentage went back to a rescue or it went back to um, a children's group or you know whatever right. the nonprofit was that was in the most need at the moment. Right. So we hope that you will help us help support cats. But we also Danielle has so many stories, and she can connect with people with just about any cat story there is out there. So we, we do want people to call in or to come on the show and talk mm-hmm. about their cat stories. So Danielle, what are some of your favorite cat stories from your background? So one of my favorite ones is actually a, a reunited story. And it was when I was living in an apartment, which was actually part of a house that was subdivided into apartments. And we lived right on a major road where there was just traffic. I never really had my windows open because it was too noisy and I'm a light sleeper. Just ask my husband. I complain with any little noise all night long. <laughs> and um, for some reason, one night I just happened to notice that there was something outside or no, actually I had the window open. It was either really hot or really cold. I forget what it must have been really hot. And I had the window open. That makes more sense. Do you guys like how I talk to myself? I'm going to do it quite often to so get used to it. But this cat, like on this busy road, managed to jump into our window like and it wasn't even like a real windowsill it was like a little teeny weeny little ledge um, but somehow it just knew like this is the window I need to be crying in right now <laughs> and we let the cat in I tried to keep the cat it was a big fluffy orange one we named it kitty um, at that time I was a big fan of Monsters Inc and how he she the little girl cartoon character called the big monster kitty all the time <laughs> and uh, at the time though my landlord just wouldn't allow it so and it it was because if they allowed me to have a cat then the other cats, the other apartments were going to want to have animals and they just didn't want to deal with that. And that is also a topic I would love to have for another day about how many animals are being displaced because landlords and, you know, apartments and all that, they're not allowing people to bring animals with them. So if that's a topic that's important to you, reach out to us through the website. Maybe you can be on and talk about that too. So I begged, I cried, I wanted to keep the cat and I wasn't allowed to. And so I was calling around, asking around at the time. It was before social media. So I couldn't really go online and say, hey, whose cat is this? Like you can today. I didn't know what microchipping was. I knew nothing about cats other than it was fluffy and cute and I wanted to keep it. And so I got connected with, um, through a local organization that I actually still support to this day. It's called Animal Birth Control Inc. based out of New Jersey. They're another great group to support and get behind because they help offset the cost of spay and neuter for cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. And they connected me with an adoption center, which was based out of a PetSmart. And the PetSmart wasn't that close to me, but it wasn't terribly far. So, you know, very upset. I go to this place and I call them first, actually. And they say, we're an adoption center. I'm like, but I have this cat and I can't keep it and I don't want to kick it out. And I don't know what to do. And at the time, I wasn't educated about shelters either. So just from other people mm-hmm. saying, oh, don't call the shelter. They're going to kill it, which is not mostly not true, depending on the situation. And um, so they're like, we can't, like, we need to do adoptions. And I said, I really don't know where to go. I can't bring this cat. And I guess I mentioned somebody's name that they might've known. They said, okay, crying, sobbing lady, bring the cat in. (laughs) So I drove to the PetSmart to the um, adoption day. um, Because I don't know, for those of you who aren't familiar, 
um, a lot of the pet stores like PetSmart and, and Petco and, you know, others, they actually have an adoption unit that local rescues can use to adopt animals out. It's a really cool program. So I brought it there and was very upset, hung out for a little while. They're like, it's fine. You know, release the cat to us. We'll, we'll take care of it. We'll get it adopted. We'll figure it out. And then as I was finally leaving the store, I hear, mommy, that's my cat. And the owners of the cat had given up finding their cat and had actually gone to the adoption day to see if they would find another cat. Like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but like, <laughs> If you do not believe in a higher power in the universe that helps people out, you should believe after this story, right? Yeah, because it was like, at first I was so upset I couldn't keep this cat, but like how cool and crazy to leave me to bringing that cat to that store at that day. And it was back in like 2002-ish, I want to say. Um, so it was a long time ago. Um, but ever since then, and even a couple stories before that, I um, just had all these cool experiences with cats somehow involved. So, but yeah, I was sobbing even more. You thought I was crying when I couldn't keep the cat. I was crying even more when they were like, oh, that is such a wonderful story. Well, and I have a pet smart story. Can I tell my little pet smart story? So if you're watching this on YouTube, you see checkers behind me in the general's uniform. She was a calico. She recently passed away, which is why I got Max, the kitten that has problems. She told me it was time to get a kitten. I talked about that last episode, but my daughter, we had promised our daughter a kitten. We had two cats already. And we, they had a pet expo, PetSmart sponsored a pet expo at the PetSmart near us. So we went to the pet expo and here was this cute little calico and she had been fixed the day before and she was nine weeks old. She was little though. And she was jumping all over the cage and she was really friendly. And they said, oh yeah, we named her Judge Judy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very cool name. You know, some of the rescues are doing that. And actually one of my rescue cats have pretty cool names to try to get people's attention. That was very clever of them. But she she was a Judge Judy. So we brought her home. We got her and we brought her home and we thought, oh, you know, they say, keep the cat in a one room, like let it get. Mm -hmm. So we tried that. No, she just marched right out with her tail up. She explored the whole house. She found the cat food. She found the litter box. She took over the house from day one. The other two cats never knew what hit them. And she, well, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool because not everybody can accomplish that. So she must have been very confident in herself that the other cats were like, okay, all right, you do what you want. Well, We're not going to bother you. Well, she, she knew she was a human in a cat's body. She would have conversations with people. She hated other cats, but she loved people. And she was just such an exceptional cat. And, and everybody that loved cats loved her. And she died of old age last spring. It was heartbreaking. But that was another pet smart story. So, and then our cat Lily, who you can see with a cup of tea in her hand behind me on the wall. Um, my kids it's got beautiful. me these pictures, <laughs> portraits done of my cats. <laughs> we got from a different pet store. I forget which one it was, but it was again a shelter had come with Lily and she had been fixed already, which was, you know, it's so much easier if that's already done. Max, of course, I had to do the whole thing with get him fixed and the, all the shots and everything. And then my other cat, Kushi, who you can see on the wall, Mercutio, but we call him Kushi. He was actually at a kill shelter. I know. And he'd gotten there at four months old. I think I got him at eight months old. He was pretty wild. He'd been found in a dumpster behind a Best Buy. And when I got him home, he stretched out on the sofa 
and stayed stretched out <laughs> for like three oh, or because four months. He's been stuck in a, yeah, I can yeah. see that. But he's a great cat. And then for a future episode, we had an incident when we had to move. And I had a different, another cat at the time too. Um, her name was Midnight. She was a black cat that we had, we had episodes with the cats when we moved, but that's for a different episode. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as far as my other cats too. So my first cat that I had when we first moved into our home was an accidental cat, but we now know the cat found me, um, where I was, there's a trail behind my house and then there's also a beach. So I'm like in between both, which is very nice. So I love where I live, love New Jersey, shout out to the Bayshore area. And the cat just followed me home while I was like on a walk or a jog or something that day. And the cat just never left. So, you know, we were going to take it in. We weren't going to take it in. And then my neighbor said, listen, we feel bad. This cat is outside. Like, please take it inside. We don't want it to get hurt outside. And they actually helped chep in to get her spayed and neutered and all that too, um, which was really nice. But the cat played me. That cat (laughs) pretended to be my best friend, rubbed on my leg, was so sweet. Um, And then once we took her in, and I still think maybe it's because of me being the one that took her to get her spayed on. That's what I'm going to stick with. Um, But I also traveled a ton for business consulting. So I wasn't home that often. Became my husband's best friend, like to the point where I would come in the house, she wouldn't even lift her head up. His car would be coming down the street. She would hear it and go running to the window waiting for him and like crying for him, like the most adorable thing. So she was an amazing cat, Um, but she, she got sick and she passed away. Not too long ago, last year, actually. And then around that time, um, prior to her passing, I had been on a walk again. So I'm probably not allowed to walk around my neighborhood anymore (laughs) because all of most of my cats have to do with being within like a two block radius of my house. Um, We were on a walk and I was actually begging my husband for another cat because, you know, Callie was his cat and I wanted my own cat. And no way, you're nuts, not happening. And this was August of 2019. I remember because it popped up in my memories thing the other day where a kitten literally jumped out from underneath the car while we were walking back from the beach. And we just both looked at each other and he was like, I I saw it happen too. Like, which you can't deny it. So it started with, well, I'm just going to take the cat home and check to see if it has a microchip. And this was before I knew anything about rescue and spay and neuter or any of that or how quickly cats can quadruplicate. That's a word, look it up, quadruplicate. And um, so we wound up taking him home and obviously keeping him. And his name is Loki. So he also came for me leaving my house and a cat finding me. And then my next cat is Thor. He was an accidental adoption from the Monmouth County SPCA because I was sad after Kelly passed. And I was just kind of scrolling online. And then I accidentally saw him and fell in love with him. And his story is that he was left behind when people moved out of their place mm-hmm. with him and nine other cats. So Aww. when the landlord came back in to clean out and everything, he found all the cats had been left Aww. there. Um, and he was the last one that was completely shut down at the shelter. So I told my husband, I was just going to check on him and I just wanted to go see him. And he came home with me. <laughs> so that's someone we wound up with too. I have, I'll go into more detail about some challenges I had with him and still have um, that I think would be beneficial for other people to hear. And maybe they can share some tips for me too. And then um, I'll just end with my last two were my foster fails, Derek Zoolander and Tony <laughs> Wonder. I don't know if anybody gets those references. They're both Ben Stiller characters. So Ben, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show because my cats are named after you. <laughs> but um, yeah, they came from when I was still learning mouse of trapping. 
um, you know, I, I studied through YouTube. I actually followed other people around and just said, can I shadow you? I kind of figured it out on my own. I have another story, um, quite a few stories that I'll be sharing on, on those topics actually, but they were my first foster and only foster fails because I do not have space to foster any longer, but I do still help out with the rescue and fundraising and the community advocacy. And they came from a block where people were just very nice feeding the cats. And then they started getting sick. They weren't getting mm-hmm. spayed and neutered. They started having more cats. And by the time we were done with that one block, we had rescued over 30 cats. Good heavens. And we are I... very proud to say, though, that most of them got adopted back out, only had to release two or three of them because at that point they were just too feral from being outside. Right. Right. So I got to ask you, though, Danielle, so the only cat I've ever seen come in and try to photobomb our our video sessions here is Loki. So yeah. really, what is the funniest thing Loki has ever done? Oh, my gosh, there's so many. But just for anybody who is looking at the YouTube, this empty spot right here that I'm pointing to did have a really nice the Jersey podcast sign. And right before we started recording, Loki jumped up and just pushed it right over and then left the room. <laughs> So that, that's just today, something he did. Um, but he's really cute. He likes playing hide and seek. So when he wants to play, but he'll hide really badly. Like he'll hide <laughs> under a chair with like a jacket hanging off of it, but the jacket only goes to here and you just see his tail flipping like this. Like, oh, she can't see me. Um, so he loves doing that and he likes being scared. So like we'll hide around the house and like pop out at each other, which is really cute. But I'll have to give that thought. We have a lot of Loki stories. A lot of Loki stories. And I'll actually share one challenge we're having too, in case a caller can call in and help with that, is um, none of the other cats really have an issue with scratching because I, you know, took the proper steps, got the right toys and, you know, worked with them to make sure they knew where they can scratch, where they can't. So no problems there. With him, I was still traveling a ton and Callie was sick. So we didn't give him as much attention, attention early on when we first rescued him. So he loves to destroy the trim in my house. And my husband is probably still very upset about that um we haven't repaired it yet because he still occasionally does it so we're trying to like re um i forget what the word is read um redirect him to him. Stop. thank you redirect him um yeah. we should play charades next episode so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and I, he, so he's gotten much better at it but he's still very very naughty and he scratches our trip which is awful well we have given up on our sofa so we we didn't get an expensive sofa for our family room because we knew the cats would be jumping up on it and scratching it. But one thing Checkers used to do that was so adorable is Richard would be sitting, my husband would be sitting on the sofa and she would walk along the back of the sofa and he has a little bald spot on the back of his head and she would take her face and rub it on his bald spot. and burn. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so adorable. I have video of that still. Um, she was That's just really the greatest cute. cat, but we want to hear your cat stories too, like that. I mean, cats do amazing things. You know, I, you even hear about cats pulling people out of burning buildings sometimes. <laughs> I'm just wow. Kidding. I was going to say, I, <laughs> no. was that, a, was that a station 19 that I missed? Come on. <laughs> no, but I have heard of cats like waking people up when they when something bad is going to happen. So they sometimes do that. But yeah, and I mean, way, way down when the audience really knows me, I have a couple stories about how my cats really, really helped me in some tough times, too. And they, for sure, they sensed that something was wrong and they knew something was up and they really helped out. So. Yeah, they, they do. So this is been another introductory video danielle is there anything yeah. else that you think people should know about you this early on um just that though i don't know everything because it's impossible to know everything but i love learning so 
even if you call in and it's a question we have no idea because it's never happened to us, I love being able to say, let me find someone who can help answer that for you. So it's just like a fun thing I love to do. Right. And as we mentioned before, we always advise that you take your cat to a professional, mm-hmm. to a vet. So I, I've been taking my cats to the vet. I mean, I always take, they get their vaccinations every year, their health checks every year. If they get sick, I take them to the vet. I don't try to fix it myself. So nope. it's just, you know, well, for people like Danielle and me, it's like having a baby. <laughs> I take care of it like I would a human kid. I know people think I'm insane, which yeah, a little bit. <laughs> There we go. Well, we would love for you to stay connected with us and um, we're excited for the next show. Right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. Give this podcast a rating so other cat lovers can find it. Connect with the Jersey Podcats on social media or visit thejerseypodcats.com and leave a message sharing a story or a question about cats. Thanks again for joining us. And we'll catch you in the next episode.